Hello, and welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. My name is Matt. We talk about the do-dos and don't-dos of personalized learning here, and today we have a special guest. We interviewed Dr. Kathy Vatterot. She is the Professor Emeritus of Education at the University of Missouri in St. Louis. You may know her better as the Homework Lady. She has written a couple of books on homework. One is called Rethinking Homework. It's on its second edition. She's also written a book on rethinking grading. You can find her on Twitter at Real Homework Lady, and we'll put a link to that in the show notes. We talk about all kinds of things today. We talk about why she got into research about homework. Uh, we talk about the findings of the current research and why it seems to contradict each other. Uh, some parts of her book that I found very interesting, some advanced level classes. Uh, we talk about culture quite a bit and some ideas of what to do when trying to think about homework in your school or district. And with that, first question I have, Dr. Baderat, is why did you get into research around homework? Well, that's an interesting story. I was the frustrated parent of a fifth grader with learning disabilities, and the word search just kind of put me over the edge. I, I was saying, <laughs> why are we doing this? Um, what is the point? And um, so I started looking into the research, and so I kind of started as like a rant, and then I realized after presenting at some conferences with huge, drawing huge groups of teachers, I realized that teachers really needed to know more about how to do this right. The, the next part I have is, is about the five major findings of the current research that you talk about in, in the beginning of the book. These findings seem to contradict each other in places uh, when they talk about uh, the amount of time spent doing homework is positively correlated with achievement and it's more effective for older kids than younger kids. But as you control for more of their variables, the correlation between homework and achievement diminishes. So why do you think this is, uh, do you have any thoughts on this or, or have any further research on this you could share with our listeners? Well, first of all, the more research that is done, the less, uh, the less proof they have that, that this works. And to me, the reason is that first of all, the methods of, of um, looking at, at the connection between achievement and homework, the methods are, are flawed in the sense that they really focus almost primarily on time, mm -hmm. which says nothing about the quality of tasks. So there's a lot of bad tasks out there that really don't help learning. And so I think that's one of the most significant uh, flaws in the research. But the other thing is you, you can't really show cause and effect here because you don't know all the other things that contribute to achievement. So even if you said you're gonna to try to control all factors, you can never control all factors. So you, you don't control how well the student paid attention in class. You can't control the prior learning they're coming in with. Uh, you can't control how effective their habits are when they go home. So it's so complex that that's why we're not, to me, we're not seeing a stronger correlation here because it would make sense that uh, a child who reads becomes a better reader. It would make sense that a person who d practices math would get better at math. But there's so many factors that contribute to it. So you wrote a, a phrase in chapter three that really, really struck me because it responds to what teachers say a lot. And so you wrote, 
The inability of research to prove homework's usefulness does not mean that homework cannot be useful or worthwhile. It just shows that homework has not been useful in many cases. One yeah. thing I, I hear from teachers all the time is that homework, if nothing else, uh, teaches such things as responsibility and time management. And I've always found that to be a little weird. Well, first of all, on the time management thing, John Hattie uh, dis disputed that when he did his research. He said there is no evidence to show that it, uh, that it t helps kids with time management. Uh, if anything, it might help kids delay gratification that I have to work before I can play. But there's, no, um, there's nothing that indicates that it does. If you really wanted to work with a kid on time management, then you would give extended projects in which kids had to plan long-term, how am I going to divvy up my time on a, on a particular thing that's not due for two weeks? Then the issue of, what was the other one, responsibility? Yep. Okay, so uh, I think that homework, homework doesn't teach responsibility to me. If it did, we would only have to assign a consequence once or twice, and then voila, the kid would have learned responsibility. <laughs> And I always use the expression with, with uh, st teachers as uh, if you've raised more than one child through uh, high school, did they all become responsible, quote unquote, at the same time? And are you still waiting on some of them? Yeah. So uh, that and the idea that that is the only way we teach responsibility, where we're really teaching more about compliance than responsibility. I think that's the problem is we're saying, oh, do this because I told you to do it and then bring it back. And you're saying that's responsibility. That's compliance to me. That's obedience. So Courtney, and I totally agree with that. And we'll, we'll get back to that, that overall picture in, in a moment. Uh, I want to go through a couple other things that my teachers have asked me to ask you about. Uh, we, we found the section about baby steps towards homework reform to be interesting. And one part you wrote was to limit the percentage that homework counts in the grade. So do you think there should be policy, policies about maximum percentages while leaving it open for teachers to have a lesser percentage or no percentage? Or do you think it's better to be consistent for a school to be consistent with the learners? Well, ideally it's better to be consistent and it's better to make a plan that says that this is, this is the maximum amount. I don't have a problem with a, um, with a range to say the teacher can choose to count it zero to 10%. Um, but the problem when you don't do that is that you have teachers that are counting at 40% and you got someone else that's counting at 10%. Yep. And if you're in a middle or high school where kids have multiple teachers, then you're, you're working against each other because uh, whose homework is gonna get done, the one that counts the most. Um, and I actually just came back from working with the American schools uh, in Budapest last week. And these are very high achieving schools and they have moved more to a standards-based grading system and mm -hmm. they do not count homework in the grade, which is exactly what happens in most other countries. We seem to have a fixation on this. Um, uh, my work in Canada showed me that most of the teachers in Canada are not counting homework in the grade, and they're saying, well, why would we? It's for practice. So I think ideally we should move, uh, we should move to standardize that, if nothing else. Um, but a lot of schools are, are looking at uh, limiting it or not counting it in the grade 
assuming that it's for practice. So I've worked and Courtney's worked in districts that have been standards-based or proficiency-based or competency-based, whatever term they're using. And we agree with that wholeheartedly, that, that once you get into it, that homework just becomes you know, a, a practice and it doesn't have anything to do with the actual assessment for learning. Right. So, but most of this country at this point hasn't moved to any type of proficiency-based or competency-based system. And right. we're still doing the same things like when I went through school 30 something years ago. Yeah. Nothing has really changed. What, why do you think that is? What's the resistance? I think, I think the, the problem is that as teachers, we are concerned about doing more than just teaching our content. We are concerned about teaching kids values, responsibility. We, we are concerned about that. We are concerned about the moral development of our kids. Our problem is that we have looked at those grades almost like a sword, like that is the only thing we can use to control kids. And therefore, teachers rely more and more on points. Oh, well, it's points. You know, I can control them. And to which I would say, how's that working for you? Because <laughs> you have some kids that are motivated by points and you have other kids that are not motivated by points. And you keep, yeah, you keep hitting them over the head with the same, uh, with the same weapon, uh, I would say, uh, and not getting any better results. So I totally agree. And when, when you said that it's a way to control their kids, all in on that one. We are yeah. control freaks as educators. I get yeah. it. But letting go of that is scary. So I understand. It's very scary. Yeah, but it's very scary. And that's, that's what we have to look at. We have to look at, and, and the, real, the antidote to that, to me, is giving kids more ownership of their learning and of the tasks. Because... When you, when you do say everybody has to do the same thing here, and uh, therefore the only way I can compel you to do this is with these points, and when in fact if we said here's the ultimate goal, uh, tell me uh, uh, a strategy that you have to, to show me that you have mastered your multiplication tables, let's say. Mm -hmm. and let kids have more choice and ownership. And that's really uh, the piece that has evolved since the first edition of the book that I talk about a lot more in the second edition is about how we provide ownership to kids of what they're doing. And does that require a teacher to let go of control? But the other piece of that is realizing that we believe as teachers, we believe our tasks are infallible. So uh, here is the way that you will best practice or best learn this concept. I got it. This is the way. And in fact, what the teacher thinks is the way is not always, uh, does not always work for all kids. I would, I would agree with you. Uh, another question that my teachers have is about advanced placement classes. Uh, so they believe, uh, at least the ones who asked me to ask you, uh, believe in the idea that AP kids are somehow different and can handle all kinds of homework, uh, including sometimes an overwhelming amount, let's say. Uh, one specific example was around essays. They have more time to think about it, uh, about editing and rewriting at home rather than the limited time they have in class where time can be spent in discussion about their work. I, I like this type of homework because it's been thought out, it's meaningful, it's purposeful. 
and they've discussed with the kids about why they're doing this type of homework. Uh, can you speak to the idea of AP kids being different if they are? Um, I, I'm not sure they're different in the sense of, I think they're maybe better at going to school. I, I think they may have, you know, figured out, figured out the game or they may be good at going to school. But I think there's a couple of real misconceptions here about AP classes. And uh, one of them is that, well, if you got in, you're really smart and this should be really easy for you. Uh, the second thing is if it's, if it's an AP class, then it, in order for us to, for it to be AP, there has to be more work. And that is one of the basic fallacies about homework is that rigor equals load. And that if this is a rigorous course, then you need to have four hours of homework uh, because the regular course only has an hour of homework. And in fact, it's not about load, it's about depth and complexity of learning. And that, that misconception is, uh, is evident in things like essay writing, for instance, okay, does the essay have to be 10 pages long? Is, or can we, uh, when, as a college professor, I have uh, told my students that, oh no, it's much harder for you to write a four to six page paper than it is for you to write a 10 page paper. And I don't want to take that much time to read that 10 page paper when I can see if you have met the standards by reading the four to six. So I think that's a whole nother educational piece that we need to look at with teachers. Thank you for that. Uh, I have one more question for you, and uh, it starts with a, with a comment, I guess. Uh, when teachers ask me about my thoughts on homework, I, I hold to, to three different things. Uh, first, you have to make the homework meaningful and purposeful. It's not about work completion. Uh, second, I tell them not to ever grade it because, as you mentioned before, homework is practice. And if we treat it like practice, kids will be more apt to, to try things. And third, uh, this may be more of a math teacher thing as I was uh, preparing for this, uh, always give the correct answers to the homework with the homework because the way kids know if they're doing it right. Yeah, and I, I agree with all three of those things. And um, the, the last part I think is critical because um, we want kids to do, their, to do self analysis of their work and we want them to be uh, to not be relying too much as much on the teacher for feedback, but there they can do their own self feedback. Uh, and, and I will come back to two different points, if I may. Yep. Um, when you were talking about the grading, um, one of our problems with grading is that the, the more it counts in the grade, the more uh, it's, the more likely it is that your students will cheat. The more likely it is if you have students of privilege that their parents or their tutors, will be working to complete the homework. Um, and then before, when we talked about responsibility, I forgot one of my big thoughts uh, when, we, when uh, we say we wanna teach kids responsibility. I agree, we want to help them learn responsibility, but I want them to learn responsibility for learning, not responsibility for working. And I think when teachers look at, oh, responsibility, well, you just have to do pile of work. And it's like, how about if we said to kids, you're responsible for showing me that you have mastered this or learned this or practiced this instead of you are responsible for pile of work. 
So that's another sort of mind shift or mindset shift that we're trying to get teachers to look at. So Courtney and I believe in classroom culture, creating the conditions for learner agency. You've talked a lot about the, the culture of the classroom today. Uh, the more we can talk about clear learning targets with an appropriate level of rigor, we think the, the more the homework issue, in quotes there, might become less of a problem for teachers and more of a learning opportunity for kids. Yeah, uh, if you would make sure that nothing left to go home without a learning target on it, and then if a student could show you that they'd mastered that learning target, then done deal. And so, so that is, again, uh, another piece that we need to look at in, in terms of how we design those tasks. Are there any other things you'd suggest for our teachers or for administrators or for our community members who, who struggle with talking about homework? Well, it's an emotional topic. And uh, that's why I spent um, that whole first chapter talking about beliefs. And uh, it, we, have a, we have a belief system that I think we need to unpack and look at and then look at how valid is that. For instance, that homework teaches responsibility, uh, that good teachers give a lot of homework. So I think um, in order to make change in our schools, we really need to have that honest, open, and messy discussion uh, with parents and with teachers uh, and with kids. And, and that's why I, I created those instruments, those surveys, to sort of get to the get to what people are thinking about uh, up from parents, students, and teachers. Thank you very much for your time today. You're welcome. It was fun. I enjoyed this. is my This is my passion. I enjoy talking about this. We're just known.